With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome in, everybody, to the latest edition of the Landry Football Podcast for this um Wednesday, June 15th, 2022, as we've got uh, a couple of things we want to get to today that we're going to focus on. We're going to talk a little bit about the ongoing uh, story of Deshaun Watson and some thoughts and um, look into where things are and where things could possibly go. And then, uh, of course, we're going to talk a little bit about that, what, to answer a question about Lamar Jackson and what it is his situation and what is the contractual situation, which is doesn't have one uh, beyond um, the end of this year. And then we're going to get into, again, uh, the latest in the what's going on at Texas A&M and Kimball Fisher, Ross Bjork, and how Texas A&M has really missed an opportunity here and has handled some things uh, recently very, very poorly that could come back to haunt them. We've got that to get to, um, all brought to you by our great friends at Athletic Greens, our partner that has really got a great product that I literally use every day. I started taking it because I wanted better gut health, more energy to optimize my immune system, and I hated all the pills and vitamins wanted something that had all the vitamins in one place in an easy-to-take, um, very tasty uh, little morning drink, and we're going to tell you more about that uh, in a second. But I want to get into the Deshaun Watson situation, and by now you all know the salacious details that have come about with Deshaun and his situation with being charged and the number of lawsuits, the civil suits against him, uh, having a hard time to keep track of the number. They are numerous. It is concerning. Um, But I want to take a step back, and I want to take a look at things from a 10,000-feet point of view. And I will talk a little bit about a couple of things that, you know, I think, but yet I also think there's things that maybe are not focused on enough. And this is kind of the where we are now. If someone is charged with something, if there is a 
belief in some way, shape, or form that someone did something. It is a ready-shoot-aim mentality. It is a we-think-we-know. Everyone has the information. They know this and they know that. And that becomes very problematic because we don't have the information. We know only what we read, what we hear, what's been reported, very often inaccurately. It's a very serious matter. This is not someone is considering to take this job or this guy is looking over this contract. This is somebody did a heinous crime. And it is a serious charge. A charge that we don't know if it's true or not. But we all seem to take a stand. How can you take a stand when you don't know? Now, let me say this. Here's what we do know. There are several lawsuits. Why are there that many lawsuits? There's got to be guilty, that many people. Well, could be. One person claiming that someone did an act this heinous is bad enough. Um, Having many of them is damning. I mean, I didn't want to believe or didn't think when I heard details of Bill Cosby that that could possibly be true. Well, you know, that kind of played out in different people and different assessments, and I think the evidence will have to prove things in over time. But why do that many people make the claim that he has done this to him. Well, one, it could be true. It could be, you know, more and more are comfortable coming out and saying what he did to them because, as we learn, victims tend to feel like maybe it's their fault. They did something wrong. They will be judged. Um... When you have more in in people that maybe can support you and you're not the only one, then maybe you're more comfortable going in that direction and saying, yeah, it happened to Me Too, the Me Too movement as we now know it. Um, So it could very well be what happened. And all of these could be legitimate and it could work. but, But then it also could be that the opposing lawyer is trying to get as many people to come out to make a case against him, which is what you should do as a lawyer, right, provided it's true. But if you're coercing people to make a claim, then is it true? I, I, I don't know. Here's what we know, is that Deshaun has said it hadn't happened, and declining or uh, denying, I should say, what you did or didn't do. 
is it happens a lot. It does not mean it's true. It does not mean it's not true. It just it just we, we don't you know that's kind of the the initial. He could be lying. He could be thinking he did nothing wrong. They could have been, if he went over the line, it could have not been as poorly received as it's been made out of. And maybe there's consensual relationships of some sort. And now there is a money grab because he's got a big contract. And lawyers see a way to say, you can make a lot of money in this. You can, or and they don't say it that way. They would say you can get financial restitution for what's been done to you. So there's always could, could be. You know we don't know. He has denied it, as we said. Here's what, and again, is it true? And I will say this: if it is true that he had 66 different massage therapist and again that should be pretty easy to determine we don't know what happened in the therapy sessions but it should be pretty easy to have die i mean assuming like doctors they have list of who's got an appointment in each day appointment books if you've got 66 massage therapists it's a red flag let me tell you how massage therapy has worked in the NFL for 25 years. And when I first got in the league longer than 25 years ago, you didn't really have massage. That was Massage therapy wasn't a thing. I mean, it was maybe the few, but not to the masses. What... Um, What usually happens is a team, an NFL team, will have either a massage therapist that they hire full-time, which usually consists of maybe <clears throat> maybe two or three people, um, or usually it's a massage therapy firm which maybe has anywhere from you know a half a dozen to whatever therapists that can work on players and certain I'm, I, I've not been a massage person. I've been to physical therapy for neck problems and what have you. And they do different types of, you know, traction and things like that. But there's a different type of massage. It hurts up a, a bunch for what I've had with this problems, but, um, different therapists, you know, are, preferred and do a better job than others or just there's just a compatibility so there's some of that but they they usually are scoped out and 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 vetted so you've got somebody that you're working with with the team now a player will live in houston live in cleveland but maybe excuse me may uh play in cleveland or houston um, wherever, but maybe live in Atlanta or Charlotte. In which case, when you're in the off season, you will likely have a physical therapist or a physical therapy group. And normally, what will happen is, in a case of Atlanta or Charlotte, for example, 
It's probably somebody that has done work on with the Panthers or the Falcons. If it's a city that doesn't have an NFL team near it, then you know it, it may be a different situation. But you'll, there'll be somebody that you will find, and maybe it is a group, and maybe it is a handful. Usually, though, it comes down to you have a particular therapist or two or three that work on a player that, that you really like. And, it, again, it depends on things like availability and, you know, can't give a massage to five people at one time. And, you know, it just you, you need one now and this is who's available. Kind of like getting a haircut, right? I mean, there's somebody that you like doing your hair and, you know, you're going to wait until that person's available or you're going to go with who's available when you need it. Same thing. Um, 66 is a incredibly, incredibly high number. If that number is accurate, if it's probably to me as a non, you know, legal criminal justice expert, it is the most telling thing and most disturbing thing in that you just don't have 66 massage therapists. You just don't have that many. It just doesn't. That's not normal. Why would you have 66 if that is true? You would have them because A when you have a massage therapist uh, and maybe they uh, work on you for once or twice and you act inappropriately, they don't want to do that again. They don't want to be around you. And therefore you have to go to another and then another and then another. That's why you have so many. Or... You are looking around for as many different massage therapy partners as you would like for things other than a massage. To try to see how far you can, well, I can only go so far here. Maybe I can go further there. And so that is quite alarming to me. Again, is it true? I, I don't have the answers, and people want to say what's going to happen. I, I, Because you don't have the answer, I don't know where this is headed. I mean, I would say that the likelihood, if, if a, a decent percentage of the information that's been reported is accurate, and the league deems that there has been inappropriate activity, he's going to miss a majority of this season. I don't know if it's a full season, eight games, ten games, six games. I don't know. Uh, I don't think this is one of those four-game suspensions. I think we're looking at longer than that. Unless everyone's been providing a lot of information that's inaccurate or – it's not not really provable. Now, remember, 
as it relates to suspension in the NFL. It really doesn't rise to the level of, are you convicted or not? I get this a lot. Well, he wasn't convicted. doesn't matter. If the league does their own investigation and believes that there is enough inappropriate behavior, they will act upon that information that they have. The The difference between a court of law and the investigation that is done within the company, which is the NFL, and the, the judiciary program that the NFL has now is a different standard. It's kind of like if you're a criminal or a civil suit, you know, O.J. Simpson was criminally charged and was found not guilty, but in a civil case was found guilty. So the burden of proof the is, is quite a bit less. If you know with a great deal of certainty that you believe something happened a certain way enough, then you can act upon that. And it doesn't it doesn't have to rise to the level of losing in a court of law. So keep that in mind, keep that separate, understand that's a different situation. So uh that's kind of that's about all I really have on that. Lamar Jackson is been a topic that I've been asked a bunch about. Well, why hasn't he signed a contract? You know, it's a unique situation. He's a very athletic, talented guy. His contract is up at the end of next year. He is a very athletic quarterback, a very unique quarterback, a very talented guy. They have won a lot of games with him. Uh, Going to that next level, it's going to be interesting to see how he develops more and more as a passer. And he could go from being a dynamic player to a different level of greatness in terms of a passer that would allow him to be a different level player overall as a quarterback. Why hasn't he signed a deal? Well, from what I understand, and let me first mention that he does not have a agent. He represents himself. The Ravens apparently want to sign him, and the lack of movement is on Lamar's side. The feeling is Lamar is kind of banking on himself and that he wants to have a better year to where he can cash in on maybe the biggest contract in the league. He He's betting on that. Now, there's a risk with that, of course. Injury, what have you. And don't know that he's not seeking some advice. Um, I'm sure that he is. In most cases, a agent will try to convince a player what's Look, based on my experience, here's what I think is best for you, and then go from there. That is really not um, 
at this point, um, where Lamar is. He is in a position of, I, you know, I, I can get maybe a certain amount now, but I can get more if I have a better year and maybe um, become that, tra- that transformative player. It's risky. There's no question. Um, but my understanding that it's always two sides to a story. There's always two sides to a negotiation. But from what I understand, um, I, I don't know that um, that I would say that I think the Ravens would like to get a deal done. But again, everyone throws that out. Get a deal done is a very broad statement. For what price? What is it that you're looking to do? It's one thing to get a deal done at price X. It's another thing to get it done at, you know, two times X. So we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. But that is <clears throat> the reason for the holdout at this point. Hey, I want to, again, I told mention this at the very beginning about my good friends at Athletic Greens. Um, it's a product I use every day. I started taking AG1 because I didn't have a lot of energy, didn't have a lot of time, wanted better gut health, wanted more energy, wanted to opti- um, optimize my immune system, get that better, hated taking a bunch of pills and vitamins, wanted to take a supplement. That actually tastes great. Wanted to see what the hype was all about. I've been on it for several weeks now. And I love it. It doesn't take like taste like it's super healthy. It is kind of a mild tropical taste that I look forward to each morning. It's like a different uh, tropical juice flavor. What is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogenes to help you start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients that support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all the things that we need. We need that immune system in good position today, don't we? Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. It's just easy it's just you get a scoop they provide you a little bottle you put ice water in it you shake it up in the same bottle you drink it it's easy as can be easy to and i tell you what they have to make it easy athletic greens will give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Landry, in all caps, L-A-N-D-R-Y. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash Landry, all caps, to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance. They have the scoops in a can, 
but they have the travel packets for when you travel. Either one, easy, grab, add ice water, shake it up, drink it. Can't be easier, and boy, does it make a difference. Does for me. I encourage you to do that as well. Once again, go to athleticgreens.com, A-T-H-L-E-T-I-C-G-R-E-E-N-S.com, slash, all caps, Landry, L-A-N-D-R-Y. Again, get your health in order and your immune system and your gut health and your energy level in order. So we've had more that has come out in the Jimbo Fisher, Nick Saban dust-up. We all know what happened, how it happened, and Folks, as obviously will tend to do as fans, you know, all the A&M fans think that, you know, one way and all the Alabama fans think other ways. And people in the middle will kind of look at it however they look at it. You've heard me mention before that my experience and my understanding, my knowledge of, of Saban is he's one of two things. He was, well, first of all, he was making a statement to a bunch of Alabama boosters, trying to tell them where the future is going in college athletics and that this is going to be the direction and that it is going to require more outside money and that businesses are going to have to step up if you want to have recruiting and championship-level football like we've had here in the past. That was his message. He used an example. He either, A, went overboard and mentioned an A&M's name and didn't mean to, and kind of stuck his foot in it and felt the need to apologize, or B, purposely put A&M's name out there with the understanding that, I'll just apologize and walk it back. Here's what I have mentioned and I have learned is that more people in football – are much more aware in detail of how A&M was able to put this NIL collective in place, which people are, again, confused. As naive as it is to think that this is not going to be used in recruiting, it's not naive. It's dumb. You have to really be dumb to think that it wasn't going to be used in recruiting. Everything's used in recruiting. But the technical rule, though no one's really enforcing it right now, is that you can't use it in recruiting. The sports agency that A&M used, that the collective hired, that basically was able to lure this recruiting class in large part, is well known in the coaching community. And... A&M has, they've certainly dotted all the I's across the T's to, with the understanding that they feel like it's not going to be traced and therefore going to get it away with it in this day and age. And so the the fact that Nick Saban brought it out was something that a lot of coaches around the country are glad he did. A lot of coaches around the country 
would not no not one person would have the cachet that Nick Saban does. Obviously, when he says it, it's big story. It's big news. It resonates more. It just does. Lane Kiffin did it, and it was he was just kind of smacked as, eh, it's Lane Kiffin. He mouths off all the time. <clears throat> Saban does it. It resonates. So a lot of people are glad that that it was exposed. Um, in, in my opinion, it was uncomfortable to see the absolute castigation of what happened. Now, one of the things people say that Nick Saban was wrong about bringing up A&M and Jackson State, and I kind of agree. I think that he could have said it, and people would have known who they were talking about without actually saying it. And I think there's something to that in a very tactful way. Again, he either misstepped or he purposely wanted to call it out. He did call out Jackson State. People say it's unfair. and it's, uh, this, this kid went there because he wanted to go to HBCU. The player and players now at Jackson State, not all of them, but the ones that are the highly recruited guys, they have NIL deals. They already have one in place. Um, the kid that is in the discussion has already got a $250,000 a year deal. And more coming, as I understand. Not from Jackson State, but from companies that Dion has association with. So this holier-than-thou, I'm just recruiting him because I'm Dion. No, no, no. He's... He has the ability to do something that other coaches at HBCUs don't have. He's Dion, and it's not that he's a, you know, a a special coach of any sort. He is a special marketer that can do things that, quite frankly, he can convince players to go there that would be guys that could end up at a major college. He could convince him. He can convince him with money, and we'll do that. And all that other stuff they talk about and representing and our people and all that stuff is uh, not going over there for nothing. Okay? Don't be stupid. Don't be naive. And it's not just an assumption. The deals were done. I have seen the deals. I've seen the agreements. It's true. Now, whether Nick Saban should have, called him out, I specifically, I do not think he should have personally. I mentioned that Jimbo Fisher sounded unhinged. To me, he sounded guilty. When you react that way and that personal, and I've known Jimbo for years. People, oh, well, that's not Jimbo. You don't know. I've known Jimbo better than you do, okay? Known the guy for 25 years. He is a hothead to some degree. He is argumentative. Uh, but he went over the top because I think it got too close to home. Meaning, there's stuff that's been done that he doesn't want that being discussed as much publicly. You can talk about it started with sliced bread and all that. Um, that may be where it publicly started, but it's this... There's a lot of 
definitive details about how they've done this from different people that, I mean, this doesn't put an assumption, oh, you got the number one class, they must be cheating. No, that's not that. To me, that's not evidence because they could get the number one class, potentially. That, that, is, that is not unheard of for them to be able to do that or Jimbo to be able to do that. The evidence to me, as I've heard it in detail, pretty obvious that they did. NIL was a big, big factor in this recruiting class, huge factor. And the whole thing about 11 guys on campus, only one have an NIL deal, that's not true. Only one is collecting on it right now because each individual agreement is different. But all 11 of those guys have an NIL deal. They just haven't collected on it yet because the starting date will differ based upon a couple of appearances and things of that nature that they have to do. For some, the starting time will be different. So the contracts are written different. So they're doing a little play on words to try to, again, create their own facts, which are really not facts. Very misleading. Um, I think that the response by AM was handled wrong. I've mentioned that I think what Nick Saban did by calling him out was wrong. Let's just go ahead and take it as Nick Saban did it, as he did. The right thing would have been to come out in a calm way forceful way deny it go into detail and say why it's not true explain it and not get personal when you get personal it's sure sign that you're guilty the thing that put me in the camp of oh boy Jimbo stepped in it was Jimbo saying, talking about, we did nothing wrong. I've never lied. I've never cheated. And, you know, we've done nothing wrong. And that is wrong. And then when asked about the collective, I know nothing about it. Well, if you know nothing about it, how do you know something that you say you know nothing about? How do you know if it was done right or not? So you're lying. You either know that nothing has been done wrong because you are on top of it or you know nothing about it and you don't know whether it's been handled right or not. You've just been told it's been handled, but you don't know that. Nick Saban told you how his NIL in that that particular meeting, Nick Saban told you how his NIL, what the players are getting. He's on top of it. He's not doing all the details, but everybody reports to him. Jimbo Fisher has got complete control of A&M. He's running Ross Bjork. He's telling Ross Bjork, his athletic director, what to do, what to say, what to write. More on that in a second. But yet he doesn't know anything about what's going on. I, I think that's a big hole there. I thought that there is a chance for Jimbo to come out and say things and, and kind of lay it on the cards and say it's not the case, we haven't done it, 
it is very unfortunate and I'm insulted by the accusation because it's unfounded. Let me tell you why. I mean, it's just, you know, you do it professionally, people respect you. You rant and rave, you looked unhinged, you look and sound guilty, as he did. He had, and this is the new part of the story, it's kind of new coming out, but it was, I'd heard, a lot of people had heard, Ross Bjork wrote a letter to the commissioner. And this is the other thing to keep in mind. When Nick Saban made his statement, Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC, called Jimbo Fisher and warned him and said, look, I know, be careful what you say. If you say anything, be careful of any comments. The guy still called a press conference the next day. Okay, didn't listen to anybody in the athletic department. Didn't take anybody's, uh, went on a rant and completely annoyed the commissioner, ignored the commissioners um, because we're not going to fight this in public. Well, Jimbo felt like, well, Nick stepped over the line. I'm not going to let this go. And again, instead of handling it professionally, I mean, Nick is the adult and the professional and he's, you know, clearly rattled Jimbo and Jimbo is rattled instead of being unrattled, poised, professional, and shoot Nick down. I think they could have made Nick Saban look like, you know, he was shorter than he is. Made him look like two inches tall. But instead, ranted and raved in an unprofessional, unhinged way that makes, basically lets Nick Saban off the hook, so to speak. Not really, but in the court of public opinion. Because he acted very, very uh, aggressively and foolishly in how he responded in a personal attack. There was a letter written by Ross Bjork to Greg Sankey about there should be sanctions against Nick Saban or this or that. And that fell on deaf ears. And the response back was, I gave you a reprimand. Um, but you turned around and did something that's, you know, even worse. So um, if anybody's going to get reprimanded, and no one will because it will be like taking sides, and that's not what the league wants, uh, you're going to get hammered every bit as much, if not more. Uh, They're not going to publicly do anything, the SEC, but privately I'm told – that A&M has been given a stern talking to by the SEC. And that is, you said it, that is the end of it, we're moving on. And that's why Jimbo would say, I'm moving on, I'm moving on, a 100 times, and we'll probably have to say that at SEC Media Days again. So basically, and then a lot of, why did they do that? Well, well, Nick Saban, and he's powerful, and he's more powerful than Jimbo, he is. Alabama is more powerful than A&M. Nick Saban's more powerful than Jimbo Fisher. 
And it's as simple as that. No doubt about that. But there's also the unhinged, unprofessional way that Fisher did it that was very disconcerting to the SEC office. And they are uh, making the statement silently, strongly, but silently behind the scenes. Um, that's This is basically ends the relationship between Saban and Fisher. They'll never be the same, of course, but they're eventually going to have to be cordial enough to deal with each other. It's just the way it's going to have to be. But this is uh, the filings to the SEC by A&M about what should be done, action taken against Nick Saban in Alabama, fell on deaf ears and came back in a strong, you get your house in order and we will have no more of that. And have been told these impromptu press conferences and you need to get a hold of it. And part of the issue is Jimbo is, you know, has the power, like a lot of these head coaches have an enormous power. But the difference is Nick Saban certainly has the power. But Nick Saban handles it. He's, look, Nick Saban is the, you know, what do they say in the the mafia? The guy that's the impeccably dressed, you know, he will say the word and the actions will be done, you know, godfather type. And Jimbo's the the boot-wearing, blue-jean-wearing that the Aggies love. That's the, the guy that's just the minion that goes out and and does the killing and does the ranting and raving. It's just kind of the best way to describe both of them. Um, look, Jimbo's put himself in a very difficult spot because he's got a good program, but he doesn't have an Alabama-type program. And he's not going to fare well against Alabama in the short term, I don't think. And so people are going to have a reaction to this. As I was talking about earlier in the Deshaun Watson immediate reaction, people are going to have the, I think Jimbo's right or Nick's right or whatever side. The reality is is people are going to say when A&M loses to Alabama, which I think is the likely scenario in the October 8th game, boy, they buy all their players. They can't coach him. He does a lot of talking, but he can't get it done. And, you know, we know that. Jimbo's performance at A&M last year, 8-4. You know, A&M tends to live on the hype. They live on the hype train. They beat Alabama last year. Man, that is tremendous. Congratulations. They went 8-4. and four. Um, A&M measured their entire season by beating Alabama. Alabama measures her season by beating everybody. And they fell one game short against Georgia. That's the difference. 
And I think right now, A&M has that battered Aggie syndrome. Nobody gives us respect. They're the little brother. The University of Texas is big brother, and you're A&M's little brother, and, you know, they don't like that. They don't like being called that. They, they don't. They don't like that moniker. They don't like being that. And it frustrates them because AM is a much better program right now than Texas. But they kind of still feel like they're trying to live in the burnt orange shadow. And it rankles them. And they're living in Alabama shadow. Look, you can't earn respect by shouting at the mountaintops. Go out and get it done. And beating Alabama in a one-game scenario last year and going 8-4 and four is not getting it done. But those are two different things. I mean, there's a building of a program, building of a potential power in College Station. And I do think that has... gone very much noticed by Alabama in particular in the West, but everybody in the West, everybody in the SEC. But it is, they're not jealous. I think they're watching and realizing that the resources with the kids, the quality of kids in the state of Texas, as well as the financial resources combined with the new world order of NIL makes for a perfect storm for AM to be as good a program as ears in a country. But there is a lot of bravado with that, just like there's a ton of bravado with Texas. There's a lot of bravado with Texas A&M. There's a ton of bravado with Alabama. The difference is, is Alabama's backed it up, and that's where it is. So the... Interesting storyline to this is what's going on behind the scenes. The SEC office telling Texas A&M to get their house in order. So we'll see. Uh, Not going to come out publicly because come out publicly makes it look like you're favoring one program over the other, and that that is going to look bad. But that is the words that have come down from Greg Sankey, the SEC office, to Texas A&M. All right, um, we appreciate you joining us. And, again, check out the great folks at Athletic Greens. Uh, Check them out online. I mean, just go simply there. Go to athleticgreens.com forward slash Landry. Give it a try. You won't regret it. And send me a message over at LandryFootball.com. Contact Chris and tell me how you like it. Appreciate you joining us. We'll be back right now. We're scheduled for June 29th, Wednesday, June 29th. So we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Happy Father's Day to everyone out there. God bless, and we'll talk to you on the 29th.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with With daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.